Once upon a time, in a certain little town, Johnny rushed into breakfast. His mother, of course, was most unhappy to see him slurp and spill his food this way. But Johnny paid no attention to what she said. He had the mistaken idea that being neat and well-mannered was like being a sissy. That was why when his good self popped up to remind him that all this bad behavior was going to lead nowhere, Johnny gave him an argument. I don't want to be little Lord Fauntleroy, all right? I'd rather be a tough guy, like, like an astronaut or a chimney sweep, said Johnny. Well, you won't be either one, said good self. You'll just be a pig. A pig? Gee whiz. This pig business was beginning to worry Johnny. And for a moment, he began to wonder if he'd better change his ways. Maybe I should change my ways. Or maybe I should just go with this whole pig thing. Just, you know, write it out for a while and see where it gets me. Now, that sort of reasoning seemed to appeal to Johnny. And he continued to eat as rudely as ever. You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, The Dinner Party. Friday, 3.54 p.m. Hello. Murray, it's Jonathan. Hey, John. What's up? I really need your help. Why? What's the matter? I'm 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 having a dinner party tonight for some old, you know, college professor friends of mine, and I I have no idea what I'm doing. Hold on, Johnson. It's like 4 p.m. You're just calling now. What's well, not, Johnson? Do you know how much work a dinner party is? I wanted to reciprocate. These people have had me over. over Are you over like the... getting everything, like ordering it in? Do you have a caterer? No, I'm I'm trying to cook things, and you I. Can't I do I, you haven't enough chairs. You don't know how to cook. Thank you. Look, they're going to be here in three hours, and I, I, I'm calling you because I, you know, you know about these things. Yeah, you Jonathan, throw classy parties. This is what I know. Stop. Get off the phone with me and call your local restaurant. I, Make reservations. Look, I just wanted some tips. What kind of incense is a good kind of thing? Incense. To, well, I don't know. Like I'm scattering doilies around. Like how many doilies is too many doilies? Have you ever thrown a dinner party? Not, not per se. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm starting to hyperventilate now. Okay, Jonathan, calm down. I'll help you. I think it's going to be a disaster, but I'll help you. Well, thank you. Okay. How many people? Uh, it's going to be about a half dozen or so. Six people plus you? Yeah. Seven. Okay, so what have you got so far? Have you set the table? I, 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 well, I don't have a dining room table, so I've, I've moved my kitchen table into the living room. I've been to your kitchen. Jonathan, you've got a bridge table well, that not... you've used as a kitchen table for the past seven years. Like, this yeah, is not... I, I mean, I've got some nice cloth on it and everything. You it... can't put seven people around your kitchen table. It's about the size of an ironing board. Well, we'll it'll be cozy. We'll all kind of... What, what are you serving? I'm making fondue. Are you serious? <laughs> what is funny about this? <laughs> Sorry. I have a fondue maker. Like your parents' stash of unwanted wedding gifts? This is crazy. Who makes fondue? I, I'm not sure. Well, are you having like a cheese fondue or or a meat fondue? Uh, a cheese and chocolate. <laughs> two, well, not in the same pot, but two, one for dessert. Do you know what this sounds like? What does it sound? Do you remember like? that like Peanuts episode where it's like the Peanuts Thanksgiving with the popcorn? Yeah, it's like popcorn and mm -hmm. jelly beans and and toast. 
That's what this sounds like. So I guess that makes me Charlie Brown. Yeah. Okay, so you need seven dinner plates. Do you have that? I might have about three or four. What are you going to do for the other four people for plates? I've got some Tupperware. Tupperware. Okay. 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 Now, so where do I put the candelabra? You have a candelabra? Well, for Hanukkah. That's a menorah. Right. Well, it still holds candles. Okay, Johnson, forget this whole table setting thing. Okay. I'm sure you're going to be okay. Yeah. Let's talk about you as host. Now, you've never given a dinner party before. Not per se. Not so much. Okay. So the people arrive. Yeah. You are where? At the door, answering the door. Very good. Okay, okay. you're at the door. You're saying hello to your guests. What do you do then? Uh, Offer them a... Uh, a drink. A drink, which is why you need wine. Wine, okay. Not sherry or cooking whiskey or whatever you've got there. Right. Okay, so you offer them the drinks. Everybody sits down. They have drinks. Do you have something like dinner music, like um, classical music maybe? I think I've got one of those like panpipes albums. <laughs> I do. I don't <laughs> like know how Zamfir? I acquired it. Zamfir? Yes, that's the guy. Okay, next. Your your fork skills are not very good. I don't know that there's so much to a fork. I mean, you just have to, like, dig it into the thing and, like, shovel it into your maw. No. Jonathan, you have, like, the table manners of, like, a barbarian. Well, and and by which you mean... You hold your fork as if it's a weapon. You Mm -hmm. don't put your napkin on your lap. You blow your nose with it. Once I saw you tuck your napkin into your shirt collar, I mean... Right. No, well, I was wearing a good shirt, probably. Okay, well, don't do that. Just put it on your lap. Okay. Napkin on lap. Done and done. You need to chew with your mouth closed. Right. Using the back teeth. You have this habit of using the front of your mouth, and it looks strange, like like a ferret, or I don't know what I it do is. That? I'm, I wasn't aware of that. Okay, let's just forget about the eating part. Okay. Okay, the eating right. part is over. Yes. Do you have a place to, like, um, sit or kind of congregate after the meal is over? Retire, if you will, to another room? Uh, well, I was thinking, uh, like, after we eat, I don't know, like, people like to dance, so maybe we, we could do some dancing. Sure, you can have dancing in your house, but I've been to your house. Where where do you think people are going to dance? I've already got the kitchen table in the living room, so I'm thinking, like, I don't know, like maybe in my bedroom? Sort of, I guess, dance around in the area around the bed. To your pan, pipe, CD. I mean, I'm not saying like a full-out kind of like dancing, like li- not line dancing or anything, <laughs> but just sort of like <laughs> okay, John, grooving on the mute. I don't need to hear any more about your dinner party. You know, you've got the academics round midnight dancing around your bed after having had a satisfying meal of fondue. I can't think of the makings of a better midwinter dinner party. Well, thank you. I it's, Honestly, it sounds like, you know, a completely unforgettable evening unforgettable evening. Okay. You know something? I'm going to make this work. Earnestly, from the bottom of my heart, I wish you the best of luck. Mm. You've got two hours, so you better get Melton. Friday, 5.48 p.m. Hello. Johnny, I've got the killer idea that's going to save your career. Gregor, I don't have time for that right now. I was just reading in the paper about how in China they have their own legs broken and have an extra inch of bone installed into their leg bone so they can be taller. 
Greg, and I started thinking, what's really at the heart of the problem with Johnny? Low self-esteem. Why no, low self-esteem? My self because he's low. I'm not his low. Head is low in the room. He's a short man. I'm average. Hi, li listen, I can't talk. You remember right how now. you were talking about you can't wear horizontal stripes because you look like a bumblebee? No. And you I, try to wear vertical stripes because it makes you look taller. What are you suggesting that I like have my spine removed or something? What? Who said anything about your spine? Are you insane? I'm talking about your leg bones. Oh, that's like that's your, more sane. The Chinese do it. Why not you? Look, are you better than the Chinese? No, They're I'm not. They're a strong, growing economic engine. You do not mess with the Chinese. I'm not Chinese. messing. Listen, I'm just, I'm making fondue. This image flashed in my mind of you wearing an apron, but you're naked. So I'm seeing your bare back side. Why, why would you create, why would you craft such a, <laughs> such an image? I, I'm not naked. Are you wearing high-heeled shoes and an apron? Could you stop imagining? Tottering around on mommy's high heels with your apron on. All right, look. What are you, from 1951? What do you mean you're making fondue? You making deviled eggs with paprika on them? <laughs> no, I'm making some cranberry and pineapple minis. Poor short hors d'oeuvre making Johnny. Making hors d'oeuvres for no one. Gregor, I'm not making it for no one, all right? I, 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 I'm I sorry. Did you get a cat? Will it be you and Mr. Whiskers eating your hors d'oeuvres together? <laughs> I, Who are you making this dinner party for anyway? I'm making it for some old colleagues of mine, people that I was in the master's degree with, the, my old thesis advisor and the... Wait the a minute. What master's degree? You have a master's degree in what? I have a master's degree in English literature. Get out of here. What? I've known you for 240 years and you never told me you had a master's degree? I figured you knew. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't... How would I know? Do I get your alumni newsletter? No, I mean, I don't talk about it much. Uh, I never... Oh, I see. Master. What? So, you got a master's degree. Yeah. So you have MMA after your name? No, I mean, I don't use it or anything. I don't put it on my checks, but... But you're telling me that after you graduated from college... Yeah. You went back, pursued your passion for literature, and you got a master's? I did, I and, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that that's... Don't you have any? Don't you have any postgraduate degrees? No, I don't have any postgraduate. I went to high school and college, and that was it. And to hear now that you secretly have gone ahead without telling me it and gotten a graduate degree, and that you were so humble about it that you never even mentioned it, I kind of feel like a heel. Why didn't you stop me when I was talking to you like eleven years ago and tell me that you were a master? I would never have spoken to you the way I've spoken to you. Did you spend time in some ancient university quadrangle riding a bicycle of English manufacture? Gregor, can I get back to my cooking? Sure, absolutely. Get back to your cooking. And, you know, and I was just kidding about the Chinese stuff. I mean, you know, obviously, your your height is exactly the height that it should be. But I am, wow. Gregor, what what has come over you? You have a master's degree. Yeah, so? It, does, what the, it doesn't mean anything. It means that the person who I thought I'd been talking to all this time is not the person who I thought it was. What? No, that, I'm still the same person. I mean, I just have like a piece of paper. That's all. No, it's, no it's very easy and very noble of you to say that when you can speak down to me from your lofty position. I'm not speaking down. Wow, I am totally blown away. I, is that a simile I just used? Well, a simile uses like or as. It's sort of metaphorical. It's more of a hyperbole, maybe. Wow. I had no idea you had this deep knowledge base. I don't have any deep knowledge, Gregor. You're a very smart never, guy. I, you, I never could keep straight a metaphor and a simile, obviously, because I just asked you. I don't like this. When you talked to your friends in the MA program, did you call me a townie? Do you think of me as a townie? No, I don't think of you as a townie. Do you feel like I, I just dragged the conversation down to talk about Shania Twain and People Magazine no. stuff all the time? And no. I, I'm sorry, John. I, I'm sorry for the wisecracks about the fondue. 
Hey, Cracker, I, you know... I, I, I see that I was way out of line. I was disrespectful. I had no business joking around with you. Cracker, look, we're friends, you know? I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, I've always... No, I know, but it's like you're friends with the guy who parks your car, and you say, that like, is... hey, let me throw you a few coins, and we're friends. But that's not the same as him being so presumptive as to tell you what kind of clothes to wear or who, who had to talk or anything. I, I don't even know if we could still be friends. Cracker, that's ridiculous. I, I'm still the same person. You're not. I mean, you're the same person, only you're a different person than the person who I thought you were. The person who I thought you were was a worm under my boot heel, was an uneducated slob. I'm the same person. You're not the same person. You're a person who, in your spare time, discusses the literary merits of Chaucer and Dr. Johnson or whoever those people. What was your thesis about, anyway? My, my, I mean, my, it, was, it was more about popular culture. Okay, popular culture. So you're an expert at something. But what book did you do it on? It was, you know, I mean, it was, it brought a lot of different readings to bear. It was, uh, it was an examination of, uh, uh -huh. you know, the Untermensch and, a lot, you know, a lot of deconstruction. Uh, Interesting. I mean, primarily it was sort of a, a Freudian examination of sure. uh, unresolved Oedipal issues in, uh, uh -huh. in uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh-huh. Wait, what did you say? The television show. Wait, you did like a deconstructionist psychological interpretation of the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, I mean... Everybody Loves Raymond? Primarily, that's what it... You have a master's degree in Everybody Loves Raymond? <laughs> what did you go to graduate school on the back of a book of matches? Gregor, this was a serious... Did you get your PhD in the Jetsons? <laughs> you did a thesis on okay. Ray Romano? You know, I, this is why I don't. I never brought it up with you. I knew, I knew, I knew you know, oh, I... Mr. I, Goldstein, please let me not tread on the hallowed ground of Ray Romano. All Are you right. kidding me? Okay. <laughs> All right, look, I, I got to get back to my cooking. Yeah, I, I better let you go because I'm sure that the doctorate of letters of the Brady Bunch is going to ring your doorbell any minute, and he's not going to be happy if his fondue is not molten. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, I'm gonna is the leading scholar on the Golden Girls going to be there? You know, for as long as it lasted, I really liked having your respect. I hope you enjoyed it because you're never going to have it again. Master Goldstein, master of none. <laughs> Friday, 6.52 p.m. Hello. John, I'm on my way over with the best brutal boxing knockouts of 2007. I got some really wicked DVDs. I've got two family-sized french fries, and I'm on my way. Hi, that, that sounds great, but I, I can't no, do I know that you're not tonight. crazy about that stuff, but you can just do your fancy New York Times crossword puzzle. I, but you can share in the fries. Yeah, that sounds nice, How? but I'm actually just waiting. The, the doorbell's going to ring any minute. I'm expecting some dinner guests. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. No, no, I actually, I mean, is it a potluck? Well, no, no. I have the two fries. I don't know if that's enough, though. What else can I bring? No, no Howard, actually... Um, Would I, you have bread? Did you get baguettes and stuff? I, I have bread, Howard, but no, I mean, it's 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 just a little quiet uh, soiree for, for just some old friends. You know, like, I, I, I see them every couple of years. Right. So... Do they like fist fights? No. Because they might like the DVD. No, Howard, it's just for some old college colleagues of mine. I'm your old colleague? But it sounds like fun. No, H Howard, uh, I mean, it's a dinner party just for these old college chums. You understand? Okay. You know, just a, a small... Okay. I see what's going on now. You know, yeah. So, I mean, we could watch those DVDs yeah, maybe tomorrow yeah. night. You don't want to bring your old brain-deficient friend. Howard, that is no, not... No, that's true. I mean, you know, you got a whole beautiful box of clementines. You don't want to spoil the whole thing with one rotten fruit. Howard, you are not a rotten fruit. Contaminate the rest of the... 
beautiful clementines with the ones all moldy. Howard, I'm trying to spare you. I, spare me, of course. No. I, I don't mean, think it's your crowd. No, no, absolutely. No, the best way to spare me emotionally is to infer that I'm a dummy and that I won't get along with your friends. Well, I, actually, Howard, you know, I, I'm implying, and you would infer. Oh, right. Oh, maybe I can go to the zoo. No, no, no. No, no, because they're intelligent species like chimpanzees. Okay. I'm Liz- too stupid. Where can I go? Howard, it's... Maybe th- I can go talk to a building where I'm as thick as the bricks and we can have a conversation about being red. Howard, I don't even have enough chairs around the dining room table for you. When has Howard Shackwitz even ever needed a chair? You know, I'm happy lying belly down on the floor. You're going to partake of the dinner party lying belly down on the floor. If need be, Sure. It's just going to just be a lot of reminiscing. And, sure. And Why would I want to sit with a you know, room full of people eating good food and having witty conversations? No, no. How are you doing? Let me tell you, Jonathan, you know, despite what you might feel about me, I, I'm quite comfortable with my intellect. You know, I, when I saw Empire Strikes Back, I was able to follow the whole convoluted plot. And I went in and I bought the book, okay, based on the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a photo novel, yeah. but it gives you insight into what Darth Vader's thinking. Okay, I'm into that. I'm always into exploring. You know how much I'm into Eastern thought. You know, I, and martial arts. Howard, you don't have to prove yourself. No, no, to no, me. no. I mean, there's there's deep philosophy in all of this. You I know? am not questioning your intellect. I believe you are. I am not, Howard. I'm I believe not. you are. We we can we can go on like this forever and ever, infinitum. See, it's infinitum. Oh, forgiveness. I don't know if you can see. I'm on my knees right now. I'm in appreciation. All right, putting me in my place. Okay, look, Howard. Okay, fine. Let's imagine for a moment that you did come to this thing. Okay, let's have it okay, your great. way. I'll be right there. That is that you? That's me. Hi. What were you standing outside the door the whole time? Yep. I'm on a cell phone. Uh, hurry up! It's cold out here. The Frenches are getting cold. Oh God! This is going to be great. I can help you greet the guests. Ooh, and I get to be DJ. Will you enjoy this special evening among your friends? Will you really have a good time? Or will you be a little uncertain about the right thing to do and the right time to do it? Good manners help people enjoy themselves with you. It's as simple as that. Saturday, 10, 58 a.m. Hello. John, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Last night was one of the worst nights I know. of my life. I know, I'm sorry. No, you, you're not sorry. I am, I, I just... I, I, I feel humiliated. I know. I'm completely embarrassed. I just woke up with the worst hangover of my life. Well, that stands to reason. Howard, you drank about half a bottle of brandy. I know, Brandy Alexander's and brandy and cognac. Expensive brandy that, that the doctor brought over. Why do they bring all that? They, they, all those intellectual types, they drink so much. No, no one else drank like you did. Everybody was sipping their drink. But it was there. Do you remember how you drank your drink? I remember gargling at one point. Yeah, you were gargling. You were gargling the theme song to Jeopardy. I was just trying to break through their shells, you know, like a soft-boiled egg. But then with that sweet, creamy yolk and a little bit of salt, I just thought maybe... Howard, like, you burnt down my drapes. What are you doing serving fondue? You know, how can you serve alcohol and then a meal that involves flame? So it was my fault. It's my fault that you burnt down half the dining room. Is that what you're telling me? I think so. It was everybody's fault except for your fault. You filled me up with booze. Howard, I, in fact, I moved the bottle to the other side of the table. And you remember you kept on leaning all over the table to get at that bottle. Let's be frank, John. You enable me. You enable me to drink. You enable me to humiliate myself and you. Oh. I just think that maybe that, you know, you weren't really such a good host in a lot of ways. Oh, I wasn't. I distinctly remember one part of the evening where we were at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And I made it quite clear 
that out. I thought I was about to vomit. Which, again, I mean, is a very normal thing to announce to a table full of dinner guests. And you didn't even offer me a bucket. Can I ask you a question? Do you remember when you gave Professor Ryan a lap dance? Uh, a dignified, intelligent, shy man like Professor Ryan. The radio, I remember that song, Up Where We Belong, the Joe Cocker song was playing. Mm -hmm. I got really, like, emotional. I wanted to express it through stripping. When did that happen, exactly? I don't, I don't know, Howard. I'm not sure. Was it before or after you tried to bench press his wife? Who, who it seems, you know, you really took quite a fancy to. I personally think I could have done about three, four more reps. No problem. She, and by the way, I'll have you know... She gave me her phone number. She did not give you her she phone number. Indeed. That is not true. Yeah, I'll show you right now. I haven't changed yet. You slept in your clothes? Yes, because the smell of sick and burnt fondue lulls me to sleep. Here we go. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. I remember now. No, this is for the Alcoholics Help Hotline. Right, right, right. Okay, well, she gave me a number. God, Howard. It shows some concern. And, and ventriloquism? When you, when you grabbed Dr. Meikle's wife and plopped her onto your lap to try to do your dummy routine. His wife? Wasn't that his daughter? Yeah, and, th and that's another thing. All night long, you kept on asking, are you sure it's you're not your daughter? Are you sure this isn't your daughter? The it was the man's wife. She just seemed like a little kid who wanted to have some fun. I thought doing the whole dummy trick would be fun for Howard, everyone. it was his wife. It was a fun, it was a good party, all in all. My Stephen Hawking joke went over pretty well. Howard, that joke was completely inappropriate. You know, the punchline, I mean, you know, black hole, black hole. Tasteless, Howard. I mean, I thought they would like it. No, they didn't, Howard. Well, I, they were I horrified, really, as was I. I, I, I mean, I I've been making apology it. phone calls all morning. I just thought all those stuffy types, they just love to let go. All right, all right. Look, can you at least come over here and just try to help me clean up some of the, the, the burnt and the I mess? I know. I'd like to come and help, but I'm so hungover. Howard, get over here, please, okay? No, I think I'm just going to just let this icky feeling subside, and I'm just going to sit back and watch my, my DVDs. And uh, just... Well, you left your DVDs here. Oh, you're kidding me. No. Oh, can you bring me the DVDs? No, I'm not going to bring you the DVDs. Oh, John, I'm so sick. I need to watch my fights. I mean, it's just, I need them to, to, to heal. All right, look, just come over here and help me clean up, and then we'll watch your DVDs, okay? Oh, at your place? Yeah. Will you pay my cab? I don't think I can walk in this state. Yeah, fine, I'll, I'll pay your cab. Just get over here. See, if I can just raise a point. Mm -hmm. See, you had your little party with all, with all your brilliant friends. You know, are these other friends coming to help clean up? Are they coming to, to help right the wrongs? No, no, Howard, they're not, because they're not the ones that tried to climb the walls using fondue forks last night. And they're not the ones who tried to start a melted cheese fight, mm. okay, or, or used a permanent marker to start drawing on my television set. I was just trying to trace the moment like a photograph. Yeah, okay, all right, Howard, just get over here. Okay, I'll be over soon, but I think I'm going to have to periodically kind of lie down. Is there still melted cheese all over the bed? I threw out the sheets. That's good. That's good. And you might find some melted things like chocolate and cheese in the closet. Why would there be fondue in the closet? I was hiding the fondue. Why were you hiding fondue? It was a party game. No, no one was playing that. I was playing. I remember I was juggling fondue balls and checked the pockets of your new suit. I was kind of, I wanted to be free from the table and I had the strawberries in one pocket and I had the fondue dip in the other and I just wanted to be like this kind of free-floating fondue fellow.
Wiretap today, you heard Mireille Silkoff, Gregor Ehrlich, and Howard Takowitz. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bergwintonic and Carolyn Warren. Production assistance from Crystal Duhame. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Wednesday evening at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us to our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can hear recently added audio clips of the show. Saturday, 3.54 p.m. That's it, that's it. Stay on him, stay on him. Jab, jab, move, move. That's it. Work the body, work the body, body head, body head. Can you just stop for one second and watch this and appreciate what's going on here? This is the manliest art, the most beautiful manly art. You're too busy cleaning up fondue. You know, I can use your help. You were supposed to come over to help me clean. I helped you earlier. I got some of that fondue stuff off the walls. You used my tuxedo glove as a wash rag. I'm hungover. If you want to work, work. Just please don't bother me. You're ruining my buzz. This is real. Oh, right down to the ground. Can you at least put your pants on? Can you at least wash me a bowl and get me some of those leftover chips? Can you at least move your feet out of the way? I'm trying to vacuum. Can you turn the vacuum cleaner off? You're raising dust. I'm trying to watch the fights. Howard, I'm trying to clean. Why don't you take off your French maid's outfit, John? Come sit and watch the fights. See? Punch, kick, block, sweep. These are the important things in life, John. So it's read, read, clean, clean, read. How did read. you get fondue on the chandelier? What a night. Wasn't that a party? Disgusting mess. Look at this. Might have been whiskey, might have been rice, singing me oh, me oh, my. You've been watching this, this, this noise for two and a half hours. Wasn't that a party? Might have been the whiskey. Song.